Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. So I began this Sunday reminding us that the Spirit of Jesus in me greets the Spirit of Jesus in you. And it bids us to come together and worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, we just need to be reminded that, that, that we need more Jesus in us to allow him to guide us and to lead us and to teach us. The Jesus that is revealed all throughout scriptures from, from the beginning of Genesis all the way through Revelation. And through that revelation, we are given his words. Help us this Lenten season to, to do what we are being called to do, to listen to him and to allow his words to guide us and lead us. So, Lord, we pray that we allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here to be pleasing to you, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So, as I said during our prayer, our, our, our task for this Lenten season, <laughs> it really should be our task all year long, but we need to be listening to him listening to Jesus and, and, and his words to help, help guide us and lead us. And, and one of the problems that, that we come across, and, and I'll admit that I have this problem too, is that we have heard Jesus' words so many times that, that sometimes our, our eyes just get glazed over and, and we just continue going, oh yeah, I know that already. I heard that. I, I've heard that ever since I was a, a, a little child. So I know what Jesus is saying there. But, but one of the things that I realize that, that every single time that I stop and read or pray or fast or all of those type of things, it gives me a, a new and fresh opportunity to listen to him. And I know that when I, when I take the opportunity to stop and listen to him, I'll, I'll find something else. Not, not that I'll find something new, but, but, but God will take that opportunity to reveal something to me that maybe I hadn't quite seen before. So, so I pray that as you continue to read Scripture this, this season, to pray, and, and hopefully to fast, that you do that with the three words that we started our series out with last week, listening to him and how his word can guide us and strengthen us and lead us. Last week, we were on the mountain of transfiguration. We were there with Peter, James, and John when they were waking up and, and, and were told to listen to Jesus as we mentioned last week, when we, when we take time to listen to Jesus, it means that we have to have a, a radical shift of surrender. 
It means that we are now intentionally leaning into his voice over that inner voice that, that plays in our own minds, that, that, that reminds us of our own appetites, our, our own allegiances, and our own affections. And the goal of stopping and, and listening to him is that we allow ourselves to, to let his word shape us, to mold us, to form us. And our scripture this morning reminds us that not only do we take time to listen to God, but God also takes time to listen to each and every one of us. Our scripture for this morning is written in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 5 through 13, and we'll have the words printed on the screen, or I invite you to follow along with your Bibles or with the words on the screen. Hear the word of the Lord. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I had no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if, if a son asked for a fish, would give him a snake instead? Or if he asked for an egg, would give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So remember how I mentioned last week, it, it is so important when, when you take a, a little piece of scripture and, and, and you, you start to read it and you try to understand what the scripture is saying, sometimes you have to go maybe a little bit farther back to kind of get the context of what is happening, or, or you may have to read a little bit past the text to understand the, the context of what is happening here. This, again, is one of those passages because of those first three words, or first four, four or five words. Then Jesus said to them, so we know that we are in the middle of, of a teaching, and, and this particular teaching uh, takes place in, in two different books of the Bible. Two of the different Gospels kind of have a, a play on, on what it is that Jesus is getting here. First here in, in the Gospel of Luke, which is our passage for today, but it also comes in the Gospel of Matthew, and we'll get to that here momentarily. But it's important to understand that what is happening here is that Jesus just gave 
the disciples a prayer to pray. And the prayer that, that Jesus has given his disciples is the prayer that we prayed just a little while ago, shortly after the, the, the congregational prayer, where we prayed together the Lord's Prayer. Remember the, the disciples, they asked Jesus, tell us how to pray. What is it that we need to be doing? Because we know other, other rabbis, other teachers have told and given their followers a way to pray. We want to know what it is that you are telling us to pray. And we have those ever-familiar words that, that, that bring us comfort and peace. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now that last part, of course, is, is, was added later. But it, it's a reminder that the disciples are, are, are wanting a little bit more. And Jesus is giving them just a, a more of a refresher course of what that prayer actually means to them and means for him. I think one of the common mistakes that we make when we come to this particular passage is that we, we look at that ask, seek, and knock as a way to open up the vending machine God and get anything and everything we want from him. It's a passage that, that those who believe in the prosperity gospel will use saying, well, if I just name it, and claim it, God will give it to me. But see, that's not what this text is about. This text is reminding us about the Lord's Prayer. It's reminding us that when we are surrendering our lives to Jesus Christ, he will provide us what we need. Now, we have to understand when we say that word provides us what we need. It's not providing us with what we want. It's not providing us with a way that we can have a, a, a smooth sailing across the rest of life. But no, it, it is a reminder that as we claim the name of Jesus Christ, that, that we can rely that God will be there with us every step of the way. It is a reminder that, that we don't have a God that's just up in heaven and, and is making things happen, but we have a God that will stop and listen to each and every one of us. And all we have to do is ask. All we have to do is to stop and look and ask for God to allow those things that we pray in the Lord's Prayer to come to us. But one of the things that that means is that not only do we have the opportunity to ask, we have the opportunity to seek. It may surprise you that sometimes we pray prayers that God has already given us answers to. 
and, and the problem with that, when we pray those prayers, we just don't like the answer that God has given us. So we're like going, well, I just going to pray differently and maybe. But see, that's not what seeking is about. Seeking is about seeing how God is, is actively working in life around us so then we can be a part of what God is already doing. It's not asking God to, to, to bless what we want, but it's also asking God and showing that God is already blessing the work that is happening around us. The season of Lent is all about seeking. I don't know if you've caught on to that yet or not. The, se- the season of Lent is an opportunity to, for us to, to continue to look and see where God is already in our midst. That's why I'm starting each sermon with that prayer. The Jesus in me greets the Jesus in you and bids us to come together and worship. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, it reminds us that, that God is already at work in our lives and we just need to take the opportunity to stop and see how God is doing that. And the ways that we do that is that we search Scripture. Not just those verses that we like that make us feel good. We search all of Scripture and see how it, it, it binds us and bids us to come together. That's why we take time to stop and pray. So we see what God is calling us to do. And that's why we fast. That's why that we, we give up things. Those things that that are so near and dear to us, we we give them up for a time so that we can then turn our hearts to God. See, the big problem with seeking is that we sometimes get confused with our own wants and not what God wants from us. Luke doesn't give us a full picture of what this really means. But in order to fully understand, we have to go to Matthew's telling of this passage when he talks about seeking. And Matthew gives us what it is that we as God's children are to seek. In Matthew 6, 33, he says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, or as what the screen says, given to you as well. See, sometimes we want to seek our own way. We want to seek those things that make us feel comfortable. And I can tell you, friends, walking with Jesus makes us uncomfortable at times. And that's okay. That's okay because we are walking with our Savior. See, it's all about seeking the kingdom. And as I've shared since the beginning of this Christian New Year, it is seeking the kingdom that has already broken through. That we see glimpses of that kingdom in our life every time we interact with one another. We see the kingdom every single time we take time to stop and pray and fast. That kingdom breaks out. And I think what God is really asking and telling us is that there's so much more. There's so much more that I want to give each and every one of you 
And all you have to do is seek. How much more God is desiring for us. Jesus tells us that at the end of our passage today, doesn't he? He he gives this example of a father who might give their kid a snake instead of a fish or or a scorpion instead of an egg. But he knows that that fathers and, and mothers in the world today won't do that for their own kids. But just think, if we give good gifts to those that we love, just imagine when we fully live into the kingdom of God that God has given us, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? Finally, we get to the part of our passage that talks talks about knocking. And my friends, when we knock, that, that is an active thing. When you, when you go to somebody's house, I guess now if you have those ring doorbells, it automatically shows that somebody's there in your front door. But, but you have to knock or, or, or ring the doorbell in order for somebody to know that you are there. We have to knock. We have to, to ring the doorbell. We have to take the opportunity to take the courages that take courage and take risk in our own lives to fully receive what God has for us. God's not going to force his good gifts on us. That's what free will is all about. But but God will will give it to us when we ask of him. It's not a secret code or a password that we have to decipher. It is plain as day, as Jesus says in Luke and Matthew, and as we sang before the sermon, that we knock and the door will be open. We knock and God will give us those blessings, not the blessings that we want, but the blessings that we truly need. So, the challenges that I give to you this morning is that I invite you, if you haven't already on, on Facebook every day at 7 o'clock, I am reading through the uh, Listen to Him book that, uh, that uh, we are going through as a church. And, and we have extra bags. If you haven't received one, see April or see Lindsay, and uh, they will make, make sure that you are able to get a bag that has this book in it. It's our, our Lenten bag this year. Invite you to, to, to join us in this study because it's blessing me uh, every morning while I get up. And uh, Tracy can even tell you Saturday, I was like, uh, uh, but no, I... That, that's my Lenten devotion for this year is to get up every day and, and make sure that that is done with you. You know, join me in that study to hear Jesus' words clearly in your life. Another way, I invite you to join me in fasting. We've already had two Wednesdays in this uh, season of Lent that we fasted, but invite you to join me this upcoming Wednesday. And if you want guide or guidance of, of what to do during your fast, it's also there in the bag. But every Tuesday, I will post the fasting uh, guides there on Facebook. And if you're not on Facebook and you want to, please reach out, and I'll be more than happy to, to pass those on to you. But it, it gives us the opportunity to fast from food, junk food, social media, or any other activities that you may regularly participate in 
to allow the time to ask the question, how much more, O oh God, do you long to pour out on me? What, what, what kind of life are you calling me to so that I can live fully in your kingdom? And as April mentioned during our announcement time, every Wednesday from noon until 1, and this will probably go on past uh, the season of Lent because I, I just feel it's important to allow the sanctuary to be open for prayer from noon until 1. I invite you just to come and to sit and, and, and to pray. You know, we, it's not a, a corporate gathering where I'm doing anything fancy or special. We're not even broadcasting it online, but just come and sit and be in the presence of God. And if you can't be here for that, take the opportunity to set an alarm for the noon hour to spend time in prayer. Not for the whole hour. If you can only do five minutes, only do five minutes. If you can do longer, that's great. But I think it is important during this season of Lent to make sure that we, we pause and listen. We, we, we give up things that, that just normally fill our lives every day and, and fast from those things so that God can, can fill us with his good gifts. That we search scriptures and see and hear what it is that God is calling us to do as individual believers in the body of Christ, but as a church to be faithful to the witness of Jesus Christ in this world. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you that you have allowed us the opportunity to ask, to seek, and to knock. Lord, I pray for boldness. I pray for boldness in our ask. I pray for wisdom when we seek, and I pray for courage when we knock. That, that when we do these activities, it's not so that we get what we want, but we open ourselves up to what you want. And that promise that Jesus gave us, that you desire to give us so much more than we can imagine. So Lord, we lift up this Lenten prayer to you. In the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus, our Lord. Amen.